Hey everybody, this is Evan Yvonne of StorytellerStudiosPlus.com. I am uh, discussing today, so we're going to talk about, this is um, National um, Sexual Assault Month, uh, Awareness Month, I'm sorry. So we're going to be discussing sexual sexual assault, um, really, you know, more specifically rape and just the this culture of rape. Um, but I want to kind of use a different angle because I, I do have my own personal experience, which I feel is valid to talk about, but I've been kind of reading um, different things. I read this article on Open Doors. It was about how common rape is um, used as a form of persecution against uh, Christian women in different countries. And I kind of wanted to start with that because I felt like, you know, like that's, I, I get the Me Too movement. I get, you know, I get that stuff. You know, we got the Playboy, the people talking about, you know, um, what Hugh Hefner was doing and, you know, Bill Cosby. But I come from hood. (laughs) So sexual abuse and assault and rape like that is has really just been normalized for us before it became like these trending words of normalized and you know all these things like this you know when I was 15 guys who were 20 something 30 something was hollering and I didn't know what was wrong and so I, I gotta come from like a really you know transparent space because you know, a lot of my friends are people from, you know, just we, we're not, we're from, we're from the realest places where it's like, this is what goes down. Like, this is the rules of the game. And I think that I also see things in a perspective of talking, seeing stuff from a perspective of darkness. When you're walking in darkness, these are the things you are to expect, you are to expect inappropriateness and um, murder and rape and all of the bad things you can think of. I mean, we're 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 the people that watched aunts, uncles, mothers, fathers on drugs, strung out, like seeing what that does to you. We're the people that have seen you live in the hood. You've seen tricks happening. So these things really haven't been like that you know, eye-opening. And, and you can ask anybody from where I, I where I was growing up. You know, I, I grew up on this, kind of like on the outskirts of Philadelphia. Um, you know, we're 10 minutes away from Philly, but, you know, we're, 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 we were our, our own township. You could ask anybody there. They're not, nobody's going to do a backflip cartwheel and fall out on the floor if you said that so-and-so was about to try to rape me. It's like, oh my God, you got away? Like it wasn't, it's not like really talked about the way that I hear it talked about in media where everybody's acting so surprised. It, It just wasn't like that. And so even for me, you know, I lived a fast life. 
you know, we don't like to talk or call ourselves whores. You know, they're normalizing the word whore and all that kind of stuff. You want to be a whore and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, like when you're just aimless, where you're just kind of like, all right, let's go out and see what kind of guys we can, let's see how many numbers we can get. This is where I come from. So I got to kind of keep it in that like lane where my perspective might not sound very appealing to a lot of people, but you know, like it's, it is what it is. You know, I, when I was, um, raped, um, you know, that it's, it was a difficult thing, obviously, but I had to sweep it under the rug because I needed to move on with life. And not until, it wasn't until, you know, the Lord brought it to me. Like, this is something that I'm going to heal. And I'm thinking like, okay, well, you know, I, what do you mean heal? Like, I'm moving forward, you know, and I wasn't moving forward. It was crippling me. It crippled every relationship that I had. It crippled my relationship with my oldest daughter. It made me see things through a filter and a lens that was not godly that wasn't purified you know and it and it shows up in my marriage you know like it 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 doesn't go away so you know it has to be dealt with and you know I'm speaking to those people I'm speaking to my sisters my girls who are in areas where it's like okay well you get raped and you move on because you got to go to work the next morning you got bills to pay you don't have time to deal with the crisis of it You know, I want to speak from that angle. And then also, too, I thought that this was like really interesting that, you know, like in other countries where you convert over to Christianity from being a Muslim or whatever you are, you know, there's someone, some man thinking like, hey, you know what? You know, I I know how to I know how to handle her. I'm going to rape her because you know she's she's walking outside of she's being defiant she's being a rebel she's choosing to follow a religion that we don't agree with and you know that's an interesting dynamic where you're converting over to the savior the one who is the peacemaker the one who is the comforter and then you end up being persecuted and attacked and raped you know, I, I'm on the other side of the spectrum where I'm walking in darkness, willfully going after guys, not knowing, you know, just being dumb and getting myself caught up in, in nonsense. And, you know, oh, we, I didn't want to talk to guys that didn't have terms. Like I wanted to just nonsense, just ignorant nonsense. And I know people know what I'm talking about. You probably won't ever admit it, but it's okay because I'm good. You know, like, you know, I'm I'm not ashamed of a gospel of Jesus Christ because that's what saved me. Is knowing that I was walking in darkness, understanding that, you know what? I couldn't live a different way if I wanted to. This is what my portion is. That's how you are when you're in darkness. You got to play the game. You have to be, you know, you got to take one on the chin you know, and keep moving because otherwise you will not survive living in the dark. But when I came over to the light, that's when I saw like, wow, you know, like I was in dark darkness. You know, I didn't even know (laughs) that I'm, you know, just being reckless on my life. 
no purpose, no nothing. And then look at what's happening to me. The enemy is raping me. He, he's raping me of money. He's raping me of my dignity. He's raping me of my mind, my ambitions, everything. My creativity, my purpose, my life. He's taking every relationship and making me see things through the rapes, not trusting people, hating people at best, because that's what I did. Like, I could pretend to like you and just not care. Like, I, I was dead inside. I was numb. I was just trying to protect myself, not knowing, you know, like, and I was still trying to build relationships with men, but they were all like, you know, just just superficial you know like they I would try and I would think that I cared and wanted to do what was right in the relationship but I was seeking to fill voids that only Christ could fill so when he saved me he snatched me from you know deep under the water I was under mad stuff you know like under mad weights under mad anchors not even gasping for air at the top I was down at the bottom dead and lifeless so, you know, like I've come alive, but so when I'm talking about, you know, rape, I, one of the things that I want, you know, for people to understand is, is that, okay, we got to look at how we got to where we got, you know, some people say that, you know, the girls that talk about they've been raped or whatever, and, you know, they are Kelly and all that kind of stuff. We got videos on him and stuff like that, but you also showed up, you know, like, Playboy Mansion. You came for a job that was not um, quiet about the fact that, you know, sex was driving this and this is what drives this, perversion drives this. But you want to be treated like a lady. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I'm just saying that we got to, things have to be dealt with and real. You know, the Bible says, like, the truth sets us free. Jesus says, I want to you to worship me in spirit and in truth, which means that if you are a whore, you, you gotta say it, you know, like, look, I don't wanna be like this, but I don't know how to control my lust. I don't know how to, you know, just not feel like I need to give guys, you know, like a piece of me in order for them to, you know, be with me or whatever, you know, like we have to own this stuff and not in a way where we're flaunting it because being a whore is not, should not be flaunted. It, that's a great showcase of depravity in your heart and darkness that you are surrounded by and living in. And that is not God's will for us. So, you know, that's, that's my thing. Um, when I was reading about the women who are in other countries that get raped because of who they, you know, have decided to convert over to Christianity from being a Muslim, like we have to look at ourselves and say, you know what? Okay. It reminds me of the man on the cross with Jesus when there were two men. Jesus was on the cross being crucified. And one man was, you know, he, he was he was talking, he was talking slick. He's up there dying too. Talking slick to Jesus. And then the other man is like, you know, don't forget me when you get to paradise. Because he knew Jesus was innocent. And he knew that what he was up there for, it was just. It was, he was receiving what he deserved um, as a prisoner or as a, a criminal or whatever he did. I don't remember. 
whatever he did, he he's supposed to be up there. And that's how I felt. That's how I feel. Not that I, I deserve to be raped, but I feel like, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, innocent. I had to deal with when, when the Lord healed me of my rapes. He, he healed me from the two perspectives. One of being a victim and the other one of, he had to, he had to heal me of guilt. Now, where was the guilt coming from? The guilt was coming from my willingness and my, my, my willingness to, to put myself in positions where with people I could not trust and not because I'm just like blindfully going along, you know, like my mother would say, like, don't do this or don't do that. I didn't listen. And I would get myself in situations where I knew like, okay, well, this was kind of going out the norm. You know, I really shouldn't be doing this. Let me take a, I'm just taking a chance because I want to see where this goes. And then I saw where it went and it was not to my benefit. So I'm just a real person like that. I don't need to justify no nonsense. I want to be healed. I don't care that I got to say, hey, you know what? I put myself out here. And I thought that I was grown. I thought that I knew what I was doing. I thought that I can handle, you know, what comes my way. And I was raped three times. So that shows you, you know, like the last time I was drugged. So I didn't have, like, I literally was carried away, <laughs> you know, not knowing anything. But I still shouldn't have been with the person I was with because me and her wasn't even cool like that. Like she wasn't even, she wasn't my friend friend. She was just somebody I worked with. And I usually didn't do that. So again, see, I went against my better judgment, just trying to be nice to her, just trying to, you know, hang it, kick it with her for that night. Got myself in mad trouble, almost killed probably. And the Lord revealed to me that I was going to be the person that raped me. He took me to this hotel and he was supposed to have other people come and they were going to take me. And I think I was going to be trafficked. And that's really what I believe that the Lord was showing me. But I got out of there and I don't even know how. I have no idea how I got out of that place. But God is a rescuer. And he'll rescue you. But you have to be so transparent. You cannot decide that, hey, you know what? I need to stick it to these people. And this is what I don't like about that Hugh Hefner one is that the woman's like, you know, like he needs to pay even if he's dead. What? That don't make no darn sense. He he's he's dead. And you're not gonna convince me that you did not understand that this man was about sex when you went in there. I'm sorry, but you know, like, okay, let whatever. If you need him to be persecuted and 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 imprisoned and all that kind of stuff, even though he's dead, I don't know how that's gonna happen, but if you need that for his name to be smeared and defamed. That's your business. But what are you going to do about your soul? What are you going to do about your guilt? What are you going to do about your depravity? And that is my message to women is that we 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 can't go on just saying, you know, pointing the finger. There is an accountability. We are the guilty victims. Now, the women that are in the other country being raped, you know, like they're giving glory to God. They don't have to deal with guilt. Because there's no guilt on their end. They are serving the Lord and they are willing, they are, they, they're, they've signed up to be persecuted. We all do. And this is still not God's desire that they would be raped, but 
he said that we will face opposition. We're going to face danger to follow me. It's going to be a dangerous decision. And they, and to hear their testimonies, and I just implore people to go and hear the testimonies of these women and read them. I read, I read a book, Hearts of Fire, and I'll, and I'll share the link for the Open Doors article that kind of gives you awareness. But, you know, when I want, when I want to talk about, you know, um, how the Lord healed me of rape, I think about, you know, sharing my story and my resources that I'm creating with them. You know, because one thing that we all share in, even though my origin of rape was different than theirs, um, one thing that we share in is the pain that it causes, the brokenness of relationships, the brokenness within yourself, the guilt, the pain, the, the the fears, the all the things that come with being sexually assaulted or being raped of your dignity. And, and no matter how it comes, you deal with that. It's just like how even abortion, you know, and that's another episode that I'm going to do, you know, really talking about abortion and how some of us went willfully to do an abortion and how others, like even these women, when they get pregnant, they're forced, sometimes they're forced to have an abortion or forced to take contraception that prevents them from being pregnant because they don't want any Christians born in their country. That's this and this and and then we get to see the real picture of how we abuse the 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 freedoms and that that Jesus died for and afforded for us. How we trample on the blood of Christ over what he did to redeem us and to purchase us from the world of darkness. We run to get abortions while they are stripped of their right to give life because they are Christians. So I just want to talk about the contrasts. I want to keep this conversation going because this is Awareness Month for Rape and Sexual Assault. And I want to keep this conversation going um, in just like little spurts as, you know, the Lord lays it on my heart because I want us to see the contrasts. I want us to start educating ourselves on the contrasts so that we, if you follow, if you're a real true follower of Christ, he is going to surface up and show you you. So if you think that it's cool to run around, you could be a hot girl, have a hot summer. But if you think that it's cool to be running around, flaunting, being lustful, leading men to your bed, and think that there is no um, accountability on your end, you are mistaken. So... We're going to keep this going. I know it's a really weird angle, but I don't care because it needs to be talked about. It's difficult. I've never, I haven't had heard the conversation. People do not be keeping it real. The only people you can oftentimes count on keeping it real is drug dealers and strippers and drug addicts. 
I had the realest conversation with my aunt who was, you know, strung out on crack forever, but she got saved, you know, but she, like, she ain't, she done letting Satan fool her into thinking that she had no parts or that she, she's desperate to be healed from everything. And so it causes you to be so transparent and so real with God drag I don't it doesn't matter what you end up looking like because you know that you have eternal life and that's where we want to get to and I want to talk about the women who are in the other countries um so I'm going to put the article up uh, the link for the article and then you can also visit me at um storytellerstudiosplus.com um to just kind of stay connected about, you know, like the next episodes and stuff. So thank you for joining. See ya.